welcome to this bonus episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing today, Coco? I'm exhausted. Um, yeah. More so than I was in the, probably the last episode I said I was exhausted. <laughs> You've been at the bar like every night. Every single night. I feel night. like the only time I talk to you is when we sit down to record these episodes. Um, that's probably tea at this point. <laughs> I'm loving my new job. It's just also very, very busy and kind of exciting at the same time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. Yes, let's do it. Let's uh, dive right in. Season 13, episode 6 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Um, this was a very uh, boogie filled, dancey, boogie, fun yeah. 70s <laughs> disco. All of that joyous episode. Uh, it started with uh, the queens kind of talking about what had happened in Untucked. Yeah. So the first, because I watched the first 10 minutes like right after, because I have to say, and I know some of you are actually out there listening to our podcast now mm-hmm. and are talking to me about it in person, me and Donna. Yeah. And what's so fascinating is. Well, not in person. Yeah. Not in, <laughs> not in person. Just they like write us messages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the first 10 minutes I watched earlier and it was about like what happened in the workroom. Uh, sorry, what happened in Untucked. And it actually, they just almost had the same exact fight all over again. Mm-hmm. Almost like it was really disgusting to me. They did. And then like Candy was like tuning Tamisha out as she was, as Tamisha was like trying to like get the last word in. Yeah. It yeah. Just, it's like Candy just needed to have that moment where she was going to be right. And Tamisha with her, I said what I said. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I don't really care about anyone's opinion because this is my podcast and I'm allowed to say what I want to say, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that Candy Muse was wrong. I, I have to admit that that is my personal opinion. Donna may have a different one. Yeah. I mean, I in this situation, I, I think that I think everyone's kind of seeing that Candy can dish it, but she can't take it. Yeah. So, but it makes great, it makes great TV. So I don't really have an issue with it. I'm not as like, I guess I'm not as pressed as everyone is about it. Like I'm excited to like watch conflict play out. Like I'm the, I'm the girl that's like fight, hit her. Yeah. Come on. You know, like I'm, I'm not Aries in the corner. That's that, that loves watching that kind of go down. But uh, I did um, follow Candy Muse on Twitter and uh, actually I don't want to, I mean, we're going to be talking about the episode anyway, but mm-hmm. before we get to that point, she posted about what happened in the episode and people in those comments were so vicious to Candy. It was yeah. ridiculous. Oh my goodness. And it was, it was bad. Like it was, a real, it's kind of overwhelming. Like there were more people saying negative things than our positives. Cause usually in the fandom, people will be like, it's reality TV, calm the F down. Like, don't be mean to a person. But yeah. most of the comments were like, you're terrible. And I was just like, whew. Yeah. So I went and to Tamisha's Twitter to see, um, because she posted something about the last episode as well, to see what it would be like. People saying like, you know, whatever happened to you, you deserved it or whatever. Um, All positive. Just, I love you. You're so great. You're a legend. You're so Mm -hmm. talented. Like every comment was just riddled with like how beautiful and wonderful they were and yeah, which I think we'll we'll get into that. We'll get in we'll get into Missy Mon because she has a significant story arc in this episode. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I I don't know. I just for me it's like it's not that deep. Like I I I guess some people are just triggered by Candy Muse. Like they triggered like a response in them that it's like I hate that attitude, you know, like I hate that behavior. And granted like yeah, it's obnoxious and it's not like the best behavior to be around, but it's also 
really entertaining to watch. So it was very. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> like some people, some people are real pressed. I, but... I think it's because in queer community, the reason I want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah. I think in queer communities, you see that behavior and it is obnoxious. Yeah, and you just don't have the ability. I mean, you and I were having a conversation earlier about obnoxious behavior and. Yeah. You can't call it out because it causes more drama in your life. Yeah. But when they're on TV and they're like detached from you, you're like, oh gosh, I hate that. Yeah. Like, and so you can say it because it's a stranger. You're, you're detached. Yeah. You're detached. Yeah. That's. I, I mean, that's true. So and one thing. So one of the memes I did see online is like that said, "I'm sick of Ronald McDonald and the Mean Girls." <laughs> <laughs> they've been they've been calling themselves the Mean Girls too, <laughs> which it's like another click. So yeah, I mean, clicks in Drag Race. Good idea or bad idea? Typically, they, they seem to be a bad idea, but it has worked out to where the clicks make it to the very end. So. Like the very end. Usually, two of them don't make it to top four, and mm-hmm. one of them uh, is like usually let go at top five. Yeah, so like in season three, we had Heathers and Boogers, and then we had, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, I mean, Alaska Talks in season five, mm-hmm. and All Stars uh, 2. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know why they did that again. <laughs> right? Uh, no, I seriously. I mean, let the drama die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, and I, but I think it does. Like those alliances really like help build you out, and um, you know they can take you so much further. Uh, as it's been proven, actually, yeah. that it works kind of. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it gets it gets grading on the audience, and then obviously us viewers kind of get over it, you know, pretty mm-hmm. quickly. But yeah, so they end up doing this uh, mini. Ch- so they okay, they kind of end up coming to a resolution the next day when they're all out of dragon in the workroom, and they're like, "Can we move on?" And it's kind of like brushed over. I mean, we don't really get Tamisha's feelings on it. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of like let's just move on and try to like go forward. So they get uh, divvied up into teams, and uh, they have to create a wallpaper outfit. For the mini mm-hmm. challenge, and our winners end up being Tamisha, Iman, and Elliot. Were there any other looks that you really liked from this wallpaper? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I <laughs> no, I, I do. I did. I did like um, Tamisha and Elliot with teachers. Yeah. I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, every other look was just like eh to me. I thought Utica's was okay. Utica, well, it's probably like so. The drama of that moment was Utica just being weird. Weird, yeah. As she does, yeah. and that's fine. Um, she's a national treasure. She's gorgeous. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but like really making sure that I just really want people to make sure that like, I agree kind of like with what was happening. Like even Rue was just like, couldn't laugh at it because it was just so weird. Yeah. Which is, I I mean, that also kind of happens. It's kind of mimicked in the main challenge that she's just not being received well or understood well. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's something that we'll, we'll get into for sure. So... With that, they end up, it ends up getting announced that they have to do this disco challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they're going to kind of have to just have different themes that happened during the disco era that they're kind of going along with and dancing to. Yeah. And they had partners. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, um, obviously, everybody in the challenge had a disco outfit. So that means when they got the call and they got their list of the outfits they needed to bring, they needed to um, bring something disco. They needed to bring something disco. So, um, so I mean that's why everybody. How did you feel disco. about all the girls' interpretations of disco? Um, I wasn't in love with all the interpretations. Of <laughs> I, disco. I wasn't either. I was like, I was like, uh. as a disco lover, I was sorely disappointed. Yeah, there was like, and then like the the hair is what got me. Yeah, actually, like a lot of the hair was so 
flat. Yeah, um, a yeah, lot disco of the hair. needs to be full. It's full and like fair faucety. Like kinda, Utica like, had that. I mean, and granted, there was long curly hair too in disco, yes. but it just wasn't as. I mean, that yeah, it should have been something bigger. I feel like she went. See, what was bothering me is like there was a difference between the time period that disco existed in. And like the fashion of disco, yeah. And I feel like Utica went for very the much time the time pe- period, very that, yeah. yeah. And like it was very hair, Age of Aquarius, like yeah, uh, it was. Yeah. It was like Age of Aquarius, like yeah. just with her t- stupid hair, like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so their teams that were partnered um, were the same partners um, in the disco challenge as well, yeah. And so it's just like this huge theatrical number that Rue put together because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah As she does I, I mean i think rue has a love of disco and i think m- most queer people should because it is it is kind of about a feeling it's about an inhibition like dancing and then just kind of like feeling yourself on the dance floor you know there's not a lot of the times with disco there's not a whole lot of meaning to the word it's about the 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 vibe the freedom mm-hmm. that you experience when you're dancing to it yeah i i like this challenge because it also you didn't have to be a good technical dancer to do well at it Disco is is more, you know, it's kind of like repetitive motions. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, there's a certain vibe to disco. It's like that, being a little wild. And yeah, a little like, wild, a little loose. Yeah. And I, lo- I loved that. So mm-hmm. the first group um, in the performance was uh, Got Mick uh, with Tina Burner and Candy Muse. And Candy Muse, yeah. Now they started out because they, obviously because of the numbers, there were three people in a group Yeah, uh, for them. So, and they chose each other because they're Ronald McDonald and the Mean Girls. And probably. the Mean Girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, um, Tina Burner, I have to say, uh, did really great. Really great. Um, like, not the, like, it wasn't captivating necessarily because they were dancing well, because I don't think that they were. No, but the energy. The energy was, like, where it needed Stayed to be. Stayed at 100. Yeah, and, 100 the whole time. And she was and she was not, like, missing a beat with her moves, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I felt like she was leading that group. And she, yes. she very much kind of was, because she was in the middle most of the time. Yeah. And, yeah. I felt like... Uh, I felt like Candy Muse and Got Mick, and actually I was watching Got Mick just again recently before we recorded during mm-hmm. that part, and they were like messing up and like not they were into a little it off. and yeah. being off and like, and then Candy Muse was once again like being way too in her head and like not giving us the good face for yeah. the dancing and like. Um, Candy was off too. The moves were off. Like the whole thing was just a mess for that group. I yeah. Just, I, I didn't love I it. I didn't really understand. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I understood Tina, I guess I kind of understood Tina being the top. Did I think there were people that did better than her? Yes. But yeah. I uh, I think that group was probably the weakest group overall. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I absolutely think so. And then I think next up was Tamisha and uh, Elliot with two Ts. Yeah. I believe they went next. And I actually loved it. But mm-hmm. the judges didn't love. Uh, they said that Tamisha was like two in her head. Like she didn't super seem like she was into it. But I just rewatched it again. And it wasn't as bad as they made it. She seem. did hesitate at one point. Yeah. Where she, she was. You could see her thinking. But yeah, and they had hula hoops and like co- complicated choreo. But they did. Like, yeah, I thought that it was really great, and they looked sexy doing it. They did. Like they looked so cool, and they looked in step. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I I thought that that was a Elliot really moment. served for sure. Oh, Elliot did great. Yeah, a natural mm-hmm. dancer. Yes. Yeah. And then I believe who was next with Olivia Lux and Utica. Yes. Um and. 
that Olivia Lux just oh came God. out of the disco era and was like, hi, I just wanted to show everybody that I'm great at this. Serves everything. <laughs> she, oh, I'm just in love with Olivia Lux. <laughs> I don't know. So She's captivating. She, oh, God. Her smile. And then we got to hear her story a bit this episode, how she was like extremely, extremely. She went to the doctors and uh, he said that she was obese to her mom mm-hmm. uh, when she was a kid, you know. Uh, and this was before she did drag. But uh, it was basically through theater and drag that Olivia kind of learned to love herself and learned to kind of, you know, she kind of whipped herself into shape more. And it, it's cool, right. you know. She kind of, like, she kind of discovered a little bit more self-love through theater and through through drag. Absolutely. And uh, she said that drag was kind of what got her into the the shape that she's in now. Which, I mean, with the way that she was moving, damn. It was, she was so good. It was so cool to watch. And she just has this captivating smile, too. Mm-hmm. There are some people who just have stage presence where the whole time you're just like, wow, they're fantastic. I just yeah. love watching them. Yeah. And um, that's how I feel about her. Like, I just feel like she's so good at it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just live. Yeah. Um, yeah who is she partnered Utica. with? Again? Oh, Utica. Utica. So the problem with Utica is the problem that we've been having with Utica, even in the mini challenge is that a lot of the time it's like, is is she taking this seriously? Or is she just like a big goof on stage? Yeah, and sometimes when they're a big goof, it doesn't really, like, you can't just always be goofy. Mm-hmm. And in the sense that, like, uh, when it's a camp challenge, camp it up even higher. When it's like a disco dance challenge and whatever like that, I guess you could try to make it funny, but I don't feel like what Rue was trying to go for for this era was um, about, comedy i think it was trying to be respectful of the disco era i think so too and i think that utica just didn't i think she missed the mark i think she missed the mark too and it was very it was very like you know like uh, waka waka you know yeah and (laughs) it just i i don't think that for this challenge that that was really appropriate or or i don't i don't think it read well yeah (laughs) it's like your mouth doesn't have to be open the entire time and you're like making this crazed face like throughout the entire performance so weird like (laughs) yeah it's a little a little off so yeah utica didn't do that great and then after them we had uh rose Rose and and denali which uh i didn't like denali's outfit but i loved denali's performance i always loved denali's performance they both performed very well um, Denali's hair was weird. It was a little strange. the The roots looked like it was like a white headband. Yeah, it... I'm really confused about what was happening with that yeah. part of it. Um, I mean, shiny, of course, and pretty, shiny and, and pretty. And yeah. the dance steps were really good. They yeah. were probably um, the like, most in sync. Yeah, the most in sync. Like I felt like they gave the best performance and mm-hmm. cleanest performance. Cleanest performance. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but outside of that, like it was a little bit lackluster because there wasn't anything that went absolutely. I think abnormally that's the wrong. reason why is because disco disco isn't incredibly technical, mm-hmm. and they're both very technical. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's like disco. You have to be a little bit looser and free, right? Which is why I really liked the last group. Right. Because I felt like they really made it their own. I loved Lala and Simone. Oh, Lala and Simone were so good. They were safe and didn't even make top placements. Actually, anyone here? I have a theory, though. Huh. So I think that Simone probably did really terrible Hmm. because the camera panned to Lala Ree for almost every big dance step during that. Oh, yeah. The only time that you ever saw Simone is like when she was crossing the room or like looking over. And even when she was looking over, she looked a little awkward. Yeah. I think that like. The because I think she makes it far. I think everybody thinks that Simone makes it far. Yeah. So 
they can't show her doing poorly because yeah. the fans would be like, Rue, like she sucked yeah. like during this whole thing. Cause I do, I think they just kept panning to Lala Ree the whole time. I thought mm. Lala was going to either be like win or go home for how much they were panning to her. For real. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is like Lala did extremely well in the oh, challenge, so but she probably had the worst runway out of all of, <laughs> all of the girls. And I'm like, come on, Lala, let's get your looks together, girl. Like <laughs> yeah. serve me something a little, a little more. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But I mean, they did well, like for the moves they did together, it was yeah. actually really cool. And I was like, Oh yeah, like get it done. And then I loved what Simone was wearing. Like I loved I me too, a little white pullback afro with the yeah. white. Oh, it was everything. Yeah, yeah. They did really good. I didn't. So I didn't. Based off of what we saw, I did not understand why they were only safe. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so it ends up being that the tops end up being Elliot, Olivia, and Tina Burner. Oh, okay. I did not remember who the tops were, so I had to have Donna. Yeah, so Elliot, Olivia, Tina Burner were the top, and then the bottom was Utica, Candy, and Miss Tamisha Iman. So we'll go, we'll not obviously go into details about the looks or whatever, because once again, it's a podcast and it's a, you know, it's an auditory yeah, medium. But we'll talk about our favorite of the category, Little Black Dress. How would you do that? That is such, so, I mean, it's a very basic category, but they want you to go out of the box with this basic category. So, like, um, that's interesting. I actually, as you asked me, I'm like, how would I have done that? Right. Um, I probably would have used an unconventional material is yeah. probably what I would have. Like, so little more on the Simone and the candy Something that's route. traditionally black. Like you could have used like CDs or something. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Um, like hair or like anything like foam. Yeah. So, something that would have just been all black. Like yeah. maybe I would have done one of those like foam wig heads or whatever. And then like a black foam dress and whatever. Yeah. And make it like really shapely and do it that mm-hmm. way. That's probably what I would have fucking done. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's kind of hard for me because I don't know. I honestly, I probably would have gone with an unconventional material though, mm-hmm. too. Maybe black licorice. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, like a black licorice dress. Oh, I is... hate black black licorice, so that would be putting it to use for me as making a. a that's actually kind of tea. That, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So uh... the, the ants in our place would have eaten it though before. Oh, I absolutely. Took it away. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's kind of go down the line with the looks that we liked and didn't like. I also need Tina Burner to get her fucking fashion together because I'm, <laughs> I'm getting real tight. That wig girl. That w- oh, I was just going to point that out. Cause we didn't talk about it. I was actually sick. Cause we, we watch these episodes, but we don't, try to talk about them so we can like just leave it for you listeners uh but yes i was gonna actually point out that that wig killed me (laughs) she is a a big tall broad-shouldered lady on that stage why is she wearing a a bus driver wig i well and it was uh it wasn't actually styled it wasn't that was was a shake and go it was very shaky and very shaky goey it was a shake (laughs) it was a shake and go that was above her like ear like it was I don't know what was happening with that. And I was, was so short it was above her earlobes. And I'm like, girl, like that's not doing you any favors. Like it's not doing any. Any no, and it was like it was so distracting. So she, what she did, listeners, is she came out with this like jumpsuit that said wet paint uh-huh. with that red hair on. Yeah. And then she pulled off the wet paint suit and it was like this black dress where like had paint handprints on hand the titties. On the, uh, yeah, titties, and then like it looked like the paint bottom was running dripping. off the dress, yeah, yeah, um, and stuff like that. And then she had that really horrible wig, and <laughs> I, <laughs> I just like, I was like, 
I expected more. I don't know what I expected, but I was just disappointed in the I'm just, I, I want to see her. I, I know that she's campy. I want to see her serve me like a real high fashion, head to toe, put together moment. Because I don't think I really have yet to see one that I am like, ooh, you know, like mm. ooing and eyeing over. So, yeah. Tina Burner, I, I just need more, please. <laughs> Uh, Candy, Candy Muse. Muse. I it was, was that next. it was that Comme de Garcon um like paper doll type of dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I said that right. I don't know. I'm I don't know if I said that right. But Aja did the same thing. Interestingly enough, Aja Aja did uh, a reference to that designer on her season when they had to do the Gaga looks, and oh. Aja came as like uh, Gaga dressed as that paper doll when she was like oh. out being seen by the paparazzi. Uh, so yeah, they they both done a look like that. I kind of I kind of actually liked the way Candy did hers better, but at the same time that look it. I don't know. There was something off, I feel like, with the hair being a little too small. I and... did not like it. Yeah, it was cute that she had, like, the matching dress that was on a hanger next to her, I guess. Was that supposed yeah. to be the bag? Yeah, that's yeah. The, her purse with her it. Purse. Which was... Yeah. Do you want to know why I didn't like it? Why? It's because of the shoes. The shoes were weird. A weird the choice. The shoes were so weird. It's a weird I would choice. have actually, I'm sorry, I would have gone with a white shoe. I would have. Yeah. Because the shoes were such a stark contrast between the paper mm-hmm. that I just was like, oh, God. I think a white shoe would have been better. Or even if, uh, like, there was like a 3D printout of like a white shoe that had the paper doll tabs on it too or something. Oh, like that a shoe that cute. had like the tab like so then the shoes kind of mimicked that they were like part of a paper doll get up yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And then um I didn't like the little black splotches on her neck to signify like this has been paint. And then the hair was slit like oil slick. It could have been done better, right? It was a little the, more uniform. Just, the presentation yeah. was the presentation there, wasn't that great. No, and I mean I'm I would not have been able to put it together, but I can tell you what you I mean, no. But uh, let's go so we'll go into Elliot's. It was very plain. Uh she had the beautiful oh, jacket. Yeah, just with a it. jacket. And... But it I mean it was pretty. It was great, but it just wasn't it didn't have any wow factor. Uh this is the one that we might disagree on. So Got Mick did um they did they had basically they went naked with like kind of like little pasties on mm-hmm. that were black pasties and then it was like a tiny little dra- uh, dress on the front part to cover front genitals and then mm-hmm. a tiny dress in the back to like cover her ass crack yeah um and i absolutely just did not like you hate it. got met i thought this was iconic I really don't love when skinnier drag entertainers use the fact that they can be skinny to get away with some BS like that. I want to see. I love it. Like when Violet Chachki, not Violet Chachki, when Valentina did it for, for the her, Madonna for thing. the Madonna thing. Like, I mean, that's great that you have the body that has the ability to do that. I mean, like, especially if you work to get that body. Mm-hmm. But then when you're up against these other entertainers, I just for me, it always feels like relying on that body. And I never love that kind of look. For me, I thought it was. I think, given the category, it was genius because, yeah, like, you're smart. gonna give me the category little black dress. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do? Like, I'll use that little black dress as a merkin, and I'll it'll be the <laughs> highlight of the outfit. But you're also gonna see my beautiful body, my yeah. beautiful trans body, which I think you know. Like, I think that was so cool. It was a good statement, and it was good representation to have on the stage. Yeah, I think it was great for those reasons. <clears throat> like, I was like, oh, trans bodies are beautiful, and yeah, um, things like like so that whole narrative. Of course, I absolutely love that narrative but like would it be as celebrated if the bitch was overweight like that's all i'm getting at (laughs) true i mean that is very fair that is a very fair point that you bring up uh so uh so i want obviously next up would be tamisha that we need to talk about 
and actually, let's talk about her story arc a little bit here yeah. because of because of this dress, and I think it kind of played into it because of cancer. Yeah, uh, she, the entire competition, she had an ostomy bag. She did, and she didn't tell any of the girls. She did not. We found tell out any on Twitter that none of the girls had known about any of this. I think that, um, which by the way, makes me stand her so, so much. much. Oh my! <laughs> She's God. like, I'm not gonna have a damn excuse. Oh, not even a <laughs> one. I was like, oh my gosh, she didn't even do it for the story arc i was like yes yeah ma'am. yeah she was already eliminated when she talked about it. i was like yeah i i i know i died that's I, kind of icon that's icon behavior that right is there. icon behavior as, as the as the zoomers would say and so like what an awesome ostomy bags are kind of like colostomy bags yeah um they are pinned to your body in some some way shape or form um they're kind of difficult to hide too. And she was wearing bodysuits and things like yeah. that. And they have to be cleaned often, regular, like all this thing. Like she had a whole journey Damn. that none of us knew about. No. And I think that that was insane. So, like that dress, which a little bit puckered in the front, was a little mm-hmm. bit more flowy. And she made that gown as well. Sorry, that little black dress. I thought it was beautiful, simple, sure. Yeah. But like Elliot with two T's was very, very simple. Um, but and so I thought that Tamisha's like like was an elevated simple, yeah. Um, without having to do all the zhuzh that like Lala Re did, for instance, her dress was writing up the whole time. <laughs> God, <laughs> with just jewelry, like I was like, Girl. what was that? Like I mean, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like okay, so it was literally a plain ba- black long sleeve lycra dress with uh, poofy shoulders. That was literally the only interesting and jewelry thing. for. All and the ju- days. And, yeah, poofy shoulders and then jewelry covering up the poofy shoulders and the neck area. And really bad And wig. the big earrings. And oh, God, and like, then it was just writing writing up every time she she walked. And I was like, Lala, come on. I'm like, get it together, girl. Like, why can't... I just want to see some good runways from her and Tina Burner. Like, come on. I And they're both, they're both obviously, like, they're not sample size. Those girls are very, very strapping women. But... <laughs> The thing is, like, I think that there's a, there's a way for us because I'm I consider myself quite a, a broad shouldered gal myself when I'm all done up. <laughs> there's a way for us to um, get things to fit us properly that shape us and frame us and and mm-hmm. do things well and accentuate our legs and accentuate the features yes. that are sexy and that are you know that we can really use to our advantage in a runway type of situation. Mm-hmm. But these girls, I like, I just need them to know how to dress themselves a little bit better, <laughs> <laughs> like. Well, I mean, I'm not really one to talk because I've had my moments too, but these girls are on, on the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. It reminded me of the Unicorn Challenge, and I think it was Peppermint or somebody, whoever it was, mm-hmm. where they didn't try it on, and it was just like giving them this weird thing in between their legs the whole time. Yeah. I feel like maybe La La Rie didn't try on this costume in full body yeah. because I bet her hip pads were probably making, that's probably what was making it right up. Uh-huh. And so maybe that's what was going on. But like, I don't, I would hope that... You try on these costumes like head to toe with yeah. like everything, like because we don't know what's happening. Like there could have been a costume malfunction, and we don't know. We don't. But like that, that was that feels like that was an easy fix. It's such an easy fix. It's... I I don't know. I just she probably would have won the stupid challenge if she would have if she would have <laughs> killed it on the runway. Just they were probably like this runway was so horrendous we couldn't even <laughs> give her credit during the because she was killing it during the challenge. I like was killing it with those dance moves. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, just because apparently we're doing everybody anyway. Yeah. Um, so we need to talk about the two controversial ones. Not controversial, but one of the controversial ones was Utica because she 
dressed as her earrings. I think that's so creative, but I I mean I just don't it like how is that going to read on the main stage unless you like literally like put your hands behind the earrings and like hey look earring me I'm dressed as it. I'm like, dressed as, they're like they're even like what's the goal? They're like, what are you talking? What is this? And she's like see this is like I'm an earring and then even Michelle's like oh I, I get, get it, it now. now. And yeah. I was like I was like that's not a good thing for a no, judge to do. No. But I've never actually seen Michelle get excited when she got it late. Later. normally yeah. when she gets it later she's like oh that did not read well yeah like but this time she's like oh that's really cool it's creative yeah um, just it was i don't know how she could have done it but donna's right it mm-hmm. might have maybe the earrings that of herself would have had to have been bigger maybe yeah so they could have seen it i don't know yeah what other controversial one were you thinking well um i was i was gonna talk a, l- a little bit about um uh, Simone's dress and it wasn't really controversial it just was so different I loved um, the the braiding hair the braiding hair outfit yeah little black dress and she did take a take on a little black dress because you also have to remember a little black dress isn't a slip dress mm-hmm. all the time it can be um, some cool hers like, was more kind of like movie and like fringy yeah. and showgirly which I liked it doesn't have to be a slip dress it doesn't have to be like a tube dress that you're wearing mm-hmm. yeah right you're right like it could be like a little black dress could be any style of little black dress yes and that's why yeah. I loved hers opposed to Rose's who was just so much with what the ruffle shoulder that was yeah that was a mess i really i really <laughs> i didn't really i need rosé also like i'm i just uh, i i like rosé's looks uh, uh, some of the time <laughs> i wouldn't say a lot of the time even but uh i editing i think rosé needs to edit a bit more and then uh denali in her little black dress look i loved the oh, spider beautiful. lady i loved Absolutely that. that was actually probably one of my favorites because i love spiders and, so. and here's the thing though i liked olivia lux's so Olivia Lux had literally the definition of simple drag. It was literally a tube dress, mm-hmm. but it was bedazzled to make it drag. Yep. And then the best hair I've ever seen on the runway. Best hair. So, <laughs> and her smile. So it just, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Olivia Lux had the best hair I've ever seen. It was so sexy. And just like, she's like, hey, I just like stepped out of like an 80s, like, like hi, like 80s prom. Like a, yeah. yeah and I like, don't know. I got sent home early because like my shoulders were exposed. Like, yeah. I don't like-, like I wasn't in dress code, but like, hey. I'm just cute and like beautiful and gorgeous. Like, and it wasn't writing up. And it, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it, exactly, Lala. It's the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. So then we get to we get to the the lip sync, and it is it is revealed that it is Candy yeah. versus Tamisha Iman. Uh, how do we feel about it? So um it was kind of expected that they would be in the bottom based on the judges' critiques. Oh, they didn't like Candy Muse's a uh, disco outfit. It was just very red, plain thing. So just to say why she got in the bottom is that's partially why. and because she also was serving like the same candy that they've been seeing, and they yeah. wanted to see something. They said that it didn't really fit with disco. They kind of wanted to see her like yeah, and like yeah. really go out, and she didn't. So yeah, uh, yeah. So it was Candy and Tamisha Iman in the bottom, and. I actually, Tamisha was giving incredibly classic, old, passionate drag, and she was like dancing and she was mm-hmm. doing her thing and whatever. And then Candy was doing something. I don't know. She's just, I feel like Candy was really flailing and then she was like crying and like showing a lot of emotion, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh yeah, she's like getting into it. She's showing emotion. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like when I see drag queens like get too emotional on stage, mm-hmm. it breaks the fantasy for me. Yeah. Like I don't, need a bitch to like fall down on the ground in sobbing pain during a ballad. I'm just like, okay, girl, like it's 
It's all right. Like, <laughs> I was paying close attention to them, like, getting the words, too. And I think there were parts in the song, too, where both of them didn't really know the words to the lip sync. Mm. So, I mean, you at that point, if the queens aren't aren't serving complete face and, like, you know, knowing exactly all the words to it, then you kind of just have to judge it off of who kind of gives the most energy in it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I really like I like the way Tamisha performs. I think she gives you a good old school drag performance when she yeah, performs. Absolutely. Uh, so I, I could see why people are kind of, uh, why people are upset that Tamisha went home. I think that we need to take some time this episode to, uh, really give credit to the fabulous Tamisha Iman. I even told Coco, I was like, we need to name this episode Tamisha Iman is the main character because <laughs> I, I think she's like really like she's probably one of the most beloved contestants to like come off the show in, in a third eliminated spot. I mean, yeah, because the fact is, and I said this, I think I told Donna, maybe I hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite drag queen from Drag Race, Herstory, is a toss-up between Chad Michaels and Adora Delano. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, my favorite queen, I actually think, I think it's like, because I like the whole, pa- so what I mean by my favorite Drag Race queen is like what I watched on the show and how they operated. Not the stuff they've done before or after, just what they've done on the show through the series. And mm-hmm. so I'd actually, um, it's actually changing to where I'm adding Tamisha Iman to the list because she was so composed in everything she did. Mm-hmm. So, a bit, so before we get into her legendhood, like the way she left was so gracious it was fully pageant, but it was sincere pageant. It was. It was it was so great. I almost like started crying. Like she was like, like I'm here, I did my thing. Like it was the most gracious exit from some Yeah. I I, I you would have thought that she made it to the very end by the <laughs> way that she did. I was like, damn. She's like, Well, I did my thing. And she's like, you know what? I gotta go get better so I can come back for our all stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like she just she just made it sound like the way she carried herself with that whole like, you may put your hands on many things. You may hit many things, but you won't hit me. Yeah. Like the I said what I said, and like she said another comment too that I can't remember that was like everything and and like she tried to really like push the boundaries of what mm-hmm. she's comfortable with and she's gorgeous and she made that like Rue was like she's like that is the most gorgeous dress like I've seen on this runway yeah. like I I don't know she, she knows how to present herself so well beautiful. that's the thing is like that's the thing about her even in the most escalated roughest moments that uh, happened on that show Mm -hmm. she did not crack she did not like let her anger really get the best of her in situations to where she looked like foolish you know she just didn't and i think that is something too that comes with age yes it comes with the fact that half the girls on this cast she has kids that are older than them you know or 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 more than half the girls on this cast she has kids younger is like 30 something yeah i was like geez yeah her youngest is like 30 something so like what rose and tina burner are like some of the (laughs) only ones that aren't you know so it's like yeah it's it's uh you know i think that's something that comes with being in the game so long and also just having a certain level maturity that the that level of maturity and here's the thing though what I also was appreciative when she's like, I've been in this business for 30 years. It didn't come off as arrogant or braggadocious. Mm-hmm. Like it came mm-hmm. off as I'm trying to say something to you and you're not letting me talk. The other the other thing that I wanted to point out is I argue like I argue the way Tamisha argues. Mm-hmm. If somebody's yelling at me and they said, I will not let anybody discount how pretty I am. And Tamisha immediately said she's like, and you are pretty mm-hmm. like she did not 
take away anything from Candy. No. Like, she, like she's like, yeah. She's like, I give you your credit. I don't care for you, but I give you your credit because you did it and you're mm-hmm. safe and you're here. And, like, every time Candy said something a little crossways to me, she would agree with her and be like, you are beautiful. You are pretty and you are mm-hmm. talented. That's how Ari argued. Like, I was like, I'm not discounting those things about you. This We're just having conflict on this specific area over here. Yeah. Which makes her even more of a legend, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it's a maturity thing. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's something. But I, I just know that she's going away, like, extremely, extremely beloved. Like, people people love Tamisha Mon, And I think she's getting even more followers as someone who was eliminated early just because she deserves it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, she's a legend. And I, I was sad to see her go this early. I was broken up. Of, and that in, in her... Uh, Elimination speech is when she told the audience about the ostomy bag, mm-hmm. which I thought was just so class act. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I said earlier in the episode, what uh, Candy Muse said on her um, Twitter, which feels performative. I live in Portland, so I'm allowed to use terms like that. Um, it said, it should have been a Shantae, you both stay. A du- yeah, a double Shantae. Oh, a double, which... it should have been a double Shantae. Yeah. And I was just like, that feels performative. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. and granted, they kind of ended up squashing their beef uh, mm-hmm. in Untucked, and they hugged it out and stuff after they lip sync against one another. So, I mean, that was also epic on the producer's part to set it up to where they were the ones that were, they were just beefing in the episode before that gotten got into a fight, and now they were... It was them against each other to see who would duke it out. Well, and that's what makes Tamisha even more of a legend because when she was leaving, she didn't have to hug Candy. No. And she chose to do that. Mm -hmm. And she had to literally get off the runway to hug this bitch who just made her, came at her the, like, the week, well, week or day before or whatever. Yeah. And, um... And like, and then she left and had her moment, and I was like, "How gracious is this woman?" Right? My God, I know she's a Scorpio too. So Those I think are she, nightmare people. She, she, she's probably got something dark brewing in her in the back of her mind. She she knew that she would end up coming off of this being loved, and that Candy would get all this hate. So she's like, you know what? I'm just gonna present myself how I know how to present myself, and she'll be seen as the damn fool. So yeah, <laughs> she'll be seen as the damn fool. That's some Scorpio mentality if I've ever effing heard it. Scorpios. So like oh no she'll she'll get her little come up and she's fine yeah Shoot. so coco what are you uh wearing tonight the category was little black dress for drag race but did you um something yeah i did i decided to go with the exact theme of little black dress mm. by taping little words to myself that said little black and dress when donna first came in here she's like what's drag bla- dress black little and i was like oh, no, it's little yeah. black dress. It was a little mixed up yeah and so it's like made on little paper slips yeah uh, with like words on it like yeah. um uh, most of them have fallen off at this point. Super revealing. I like it. I like it. It goes. Uh, it goes beyond. Got mix. Um, <laughs> naked runway. I am actually just dressed as Olivia Lux's hair because I loved it so much. Uh, um, I I didn't follow the the category, but I I saw that hair and I just wanted to completely become it i am now like the cousin it version of olivia lux's wig that she wore on on stage i want to know seriously whoever does that girl's wigs <laughs> needs to be a millionaire good For real. lord she has good she, hair. she does she has good uh, the smile i don't know like how i just love her mm-hmm. i don't know why i do but she like smiles and she's like just like this adorable like 
beautiful Pisces. I'm just bringing up the queen signs now when I talk about them. She is a Pisces. She would be. Yeah. That lackadaisical, whimsical. She's fading into the background a little bit in a Mm -hmm. way that I don't love. She just won this challenge. What do you mean she's fading into the background? I feel like a lot of her personality things are like fading into the background. I really hope she stays on this high. I am too. I really do. I'm hoping so. Yeah. For real. We didn't even say that to you. Yeah, Olivia Lux won the challenge. She did. I don't know if we she said did. that earlier. Because <laughs> of her hair. It's just, everything was the hair. Her hair, her smile. She's beautiful. Gorgeous. She's Linda Evangelista. She She's is. a model. <laughs> I have the giggles now. Um, oh, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. I think it does. Uh, who, well, actually, let's do a quick projection. Who do you think is going home? Rapid Next fire. week? Mm-hmm. Next week? Yeah. Uh, who's? Uh, damn, that's hard. Hmm. I need to see better fashion from the following three queens. <laughs> from the following three queens. And uh, I feel like it's going to be one of these three. So uh, Tina Burner, Lala Ree, or Elliot with two Ts. I need to see better fashion from those three. I think um, the person who goes home next is either Rosé or Lala Ree. Um, mm. is who I'm kind of thinking it might be. Okay. Uh, mainly because Lala Ree just needs to step up that hair game, girl. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> step it all up. Just... <laughs> she needs a, an overhaul. Just step it up, girl. <laughs> you, you have the worst outfit in Drag Race <laughs> history. There's been over 100 girls on this show with over 1,000 looks at this point, and you have the worst look in Drag Race history. Oh, God. I'm God. like... <laughs> yeah, get it together, girl. Get it together, Lala. Tina, enough with the ketchup and mustard. <laughs> and uh, Elliot, I, I know that you're a housewife and you're pretty. I just need to see a little more. <laughs> so those are my three that I'm like, I feel like one of them. Let's get canceled on this episode. I know, we will. Oh. We're, we're so bold. Oh, bold for putting our opinion out online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, goodness. All right, everybody. That brings us to the end. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will see you next. Or we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret Podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at agemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.